For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes, welcome to the Sample Show. Great to have your company this evening. Of course, we are doing it thanks to the good folks at Host Plus who do a sensational job. My name's Andrew Hayes. Great to have the company of Jason Regan in once again. G'day, Jason. G'day, Hazy. Uh, great to be with you. Finals time, exciting time. Always love it when we get the crew back together at Adelaide Oval. Uh, it just feels like home. It does. Uh, so we're going to get the first round of the finals this weekend. Two games. We've got an elimination final and a qualifying final. The elimination will be Glenelg taking on Sturt, followed by the Crows taking on the Red Legs. Um, top five is absolutely set. North Adelaide, the Crows, Norwood, Glenelg and Sturt. Of course, that means North Adelaide get the week off. But this is going to be a very intriguing final series. If you had to put your money on someone, obviously you have to go with the top team and North Adelaide have looked really, really good. But... It still feels like there's a bunch of teams that can win this. It does. And I noticed uh, this morning we had a caller uh, during the Brecky show, Kane and Hazy, and they'll be back again tomorrow morning. So doing the right pro- uh, producers thing here and just giving your show a plug, Very mate. Good. Very good job. Uh, but a uh, caller came in, obviously, uh, Port Adelaide support, having a bit of a shot at uh, Crows supporters, asking who they were going to follow, whether or not they would follow the Crows during the SANFL final series or their regular SANFL club. Now, uh, whilst he was doing it a bit facetiously and having a bit of a crack, it's actually a good question. Um, particularly if, for example, the Crows this week play Norwood, uh, will North Adelaide supporters, who also barrack for the Crows, be barracking for the Crows against Norwood when they <laughs> might not want to play them themselves? So it's uh, it, all kinds of conundrums this opens up. Yeah, it's very, very confusing, but... Uh, all that we care about is that there's going to be some good uh, football played this Sunday at Adelaide Oval. A big show coming up as well, Jace. We've got Marty Matner, Stir Coach. Coach's Day today, we're it calling is. it. It is Coach's Day. Uh, so Marty will be taking on, his boys will be taking on the Bays and their coach, uh, Handy, will be joining us as well. Yep, Brett Hand. We're going to speak to Mick Gordon as well, who's, of course, in charge of the Crows. Um, let's do a bit of a quick recap on the season that was, I suppose. We could go back and have a look at the last round, but... Let's just go individually. Uh, we've talked about the top five. We'll talk about the teams now who didn't quite make it. We'll start right at the top for you. And this is going to be a tough piece for you to talk about because you're an absolute Panthers. Tragic. South Adelaide finished in fifth spot. Uh, finished the uh, season really, really strongly with a win over the Eagles. But still, probably some bigger expectations there was this year at Norlunga. Uh, there was bigger expectations. And look, when you look at it, uh, they've beaten North Adelaide and the Crows this year, I believe, South. And they've also lost to West and Central, I believe. So that about sums up the Panthers' season. When they're good, they're very, very good. Um, when they're poor, they're very, very poor. They need to bridge that gap between their best and their worst. And look, I think sometimes this year, too, the Panthers have had a bit of poor luck. I mean... Losing Bryce Gibbs didn't help. Uh, obviously, they lost Oscar Brownless before the uh, the first ball was bounced this year, and, and he won't be back. But 
Uh, the reality is the Panthers are the masters of their own demise far too often. Um, and if they're going to actually break through and end this drought for us long-suffering Panthers supporters, then there has to be some sort of attitude change all the way through that footy club. Um, celebrating small wins and mediocrity has got to end out there at Norlunga Hazy. And unfortunately, we've been doing that for far too long. Uh, if we make the finals, it's celebration time down there at Norlunga. No more. It can't be about just making the finals or making the five. From this point on, the Panthers really need to set their sights on winning a flag and doing it soon. There you go. Strong words from Jason Regan. Bang on South Adelaide. Finished the season, nine wins, nine losses. Next up was uh, Woodville West Torrens with the exact same record uh, percentage just under. This is how close it was in this particular spot, 49.5% to 49.8. Makes no difference because you're still out of the five. But still, the Eagles got smashed with injury this year, um, most notably a bunch of players who were in and out. Uh, Jimmy Tumpus was interrupted throughout the year. Of course, Troy Menzel did his knee. Um, so they'll be better next year. They'll get better uh, recruits as well. Not sure exactly what James Cheetahs is going to be doing with his footy, but there's some murmurs that he could return to Oval Avenue. Um, and look, they just know how to win. And had they slipped in to the five, who knows what they could have done. But it's an Eagles side that's not used to not playing finals. And Jade Shetty will be fired up for next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they come out red hot from the start. Yeah, I'd expect them to. Um, they'll have a big preseason now, have a few extra weeks off. Big Jared Redden, what a warrior he's been for that club. He's retired. Uh, we wish him well as he sails off into the sunset. And I'll look forward to sidling up alongside of him uh, at the canteen next year. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, he's been very good, Jared Redden. Um, he's such a natural footballer. Yeah. Just gets the job done. So congratulations to Jared Redden. On what's been a fantastic career. Of course, he's a premiership player as well. Uh, Port Adelaide, uh, I mean, they've just been dictated by injuries, ins and outs for the AFL side. They've been, as a whole, smashed with injury. Um, so, look, probably a disappointing season on their part, but that's what happens with, oh, I suppose, Port Adelaide and the Crows. It's just chalk and cheese as a whole. The Crows have to... been healthy and as a whole, Port Adelaide have been smashed with injury. It's hard to talk about both of them because a lot comes down to, to the quality of the the top-up players that they find. Yep. Um, and to be, to be quite to be quite brutal, uh, Port Adelaide's top-up players just haven't been up to it. Simple as that. Yep, and that's the problem that's been an issue for supporters. It's been an issue for a lot of people uh, when you're talking about these top-up players because, I mean, they're guys who are not getting games somewhere else. So there is going to be a big difference between your listed players and then the next step. But, uh, look, that's an ongoing issue. No doubt uh, that the Sample will be looking into that, you'd think, potentially. Mm. Um, the Bulldogs finished the season with four wins, 14 losses. They had a couple of really close ones as well. Look, they had some really, really good games. And it was only what, on the weekend that they almost knocked off the Bays. Bays got the job done, as you would expect, right towards the end of the game. So there is a lot to like at the Ponderosa. I'm ruining my um, lack of uh, stat-gathering know-how here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a crack at this and say that Central, I reckon, have lost at least five games that I can remember off the top of my head by less than a kick this year. So... 
really that it was a season it could have been uh, for for the Bulldogs. But one thing we know about what's going on out there at the Ponderosa is they've got uh, some premiership stars that you would have played with out there uh, just around the club and they're building. They're building. They've got some talent. Uh, they've got Barossa Light and Gaul of football out there, which is feeding them. Uh, plenty of talent coming out of that competition. So I don't think it'll be long before we're talking about the Bulldogs uh, back in um, true premiership calculations. Yeah, and I hope guys like Justin Hoskins stick around and have one more crack at it. Uh, I love the type of football that uh, Kyle Presby plays. Um, Billy McCormack as well. Very, very good ruckman. So they've got some... Good, solid core pieces to work with for the future. Mm. They're very well coached as well. Paul Thomas doing an outstanding job. Um, while West Adelaide is looking for a new coach, Brad Gotch, um, it was announced during the week that he won't be coaching on in 2023. The red-hot favourite is Adam Hartlett. Um, and that's off the back of a really big, solid win to finish the year. So they finished on the bottom of the ladder with three wins at 15 losses. Um, and look, there's a lot to play out at West Adelaide. Won three of their last five, I believe. Um, something like that. Look, Gotchi, when when uh, I heard the news that he wasn't going to be back next year, I was pretty surprised, actually. We've had him on this show a, a couple of times through the year, particularly uh, once they had their first win and broke that drought. Um, he was up and about and talking about coaching from the boundary and felt like he had it all together. What's the word there? Was he sacked or did he leave of his own accord? What's the story, Hazy? Well, I mean, there's probably um, a lot to play out with this one. But mm. I know that, look, Adam Hartlett's been pretty much a senior coach in waiting for a long time. Was there so much, somewhat of a, a, a progression plan type situation? Okay. I'm not really sure. But, look, their questions, I, I'm not really sure to be be brutally honest well, the one thing we know about Gotchi and Adam Hartlett is they're both quality people and both quality football people. So uh, whilst it's sad to say goodbye to Gotchi, if Adam Hartlett does get his chance, he would grab it with both hands. Uh, you know him better than I do. Um, but I think uh, he's the right man for the job. And, yep, I think he's unbackable favourite to get that job. Big show coming up. It is finals football this weekend. The elimination in the qualifying final at Adelaide Oval on Sunday. Coming up next, we're going to speak to Marty Matner from the Sturt Football Club. Of course, they take, take on the base. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. The Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes, welcome back to the Sample Show. The Sample Finals get underway this weekend, Sunday. The first game is Glenelg taking on Sturt at 12.15. That's going to be the elimination final. Um, Sturt has charged into the finals. Uh, the coach, of course, is Marty Matner. He joins us. G'day, Marty. Morning, guys. But first of all, congratulations on the win on the weekend. And how much confidence does, it, does that give you guys going into the finals? Yeah, it does. Give us a lot of confidence. Um, we had probably a bit of a you know, up and down mid-season, um, but we've got a couple of players back now, and um, our last, you know, probably six weeks of form has been pretty good. So yeah, pretty happy with where we sit right now, heading to finals. As you should be, uh, excellent win, but a bit of an up and down season, Marty. What do you put that down to? Uh, you got some youngsters coming through. Um, and they, their form has been uh, pretty good in the second half of the year in particular. But uh, it's been one of those sort of seasons where uh, you've ruined my footy tips this year, I've got to say, Sturt. <laughs> yeah, we, um, I guess we started well. We had probably 
Yeah, we didn't have too many injuries at the start of the year. Then we got hit with a fair few injuries mid-season. Um, you know, Pat Wilson, Joel Tierley, um, Tom Lewis, um, and a couple other players, you know, sort of that were in that sort of, you know, around the league selection um, table. So it did sort of, I guess, interrupt our mid-season. We played, you know, I think at one stage we played five of the top six sides as well. So... It was sort of a bit of a learning curve for our, our group and I guess that, and also finding out, you know, the balance of our midfield and how that worked and um, with a few of our better players out. So, um, yeah, it was, a, I guess, an up and down season, but I feel like our last sort of six weeks, we've got some continuity with, um, you know, our midfield now. Tom Lewis is back, which has really helped out the dynamics of our midfield group and James Battersby as well. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we just, playing some really good footy at the moment. So I was just about to mention Tom Lewis, Marty, 26 disposals on the weekend. How important is he in your setup? Did see as well. He just had another lazy 13 tackles. Yeah, he's... Uh, for the other midfielders, I think James Batters is really enjoying you know, having Tom Lewis back to take some runs around the stoppage. So it has allowed... I guess, other players to go back and play more of their natural roles. Um, you know, Stephen Slooming, Josh Shute, um, who probably played more inside when Tom was out, but now they're able to go back and play their roles more outside wings, half-forward. So, um, yeah, he's been, a, he's been a great inclusion for us. And, yeah, he's playing some pretty good footy, which has been great. Good timing. Excellent. So when, when we talk about Vossi uh, and, and his impact on, on the team, it, obviously it's a lot more than just... Um, on field, getting hold of the the footy and 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 using it the way he does, it's clearly a leadership point of view. Now, along with with Vossi, who else have you got that really is the, the leaders? Who bangs the drum inside the change rooms on your behalf and out on the ground? Who who are the leaders that you're going to look to over the next month to uh, to get you to the big dance? Yeah, well, I guess the the two really that stand out that you know. Uh, the greatest leaders that I've seen at, at, for a little while now in the club, it's Paige and Battersby. Um, you know, those two guys have been great for myself um, and the group. They've been really driving the group the last couple of years since I've been back now. And they've learned off some really good ones like Zane Kirkwood, um, Jack Stevens, Fraser Evans. That group have you know, in, instilled some um, you know, knowledge on, on those two. Um, and then I guess it's the next group. The, they said the Vosses, the Lewises, the Wunkies. Um, Carey, um, that group of players now that have played a fair bit of footy and been around a fair while now. So, um, you know, we're just trying to build, I guess, some some knowledge and some leadership in that group that now that we can have your weight of numbers on the positive side. You mentioned Zane Kirkwood there. I watched a bit of him earlier this season running around at Sununder. I hope you've got a couple of nice bottles of uh, Steppersfield Easting out of him, mate. Uh, he'll be on a, a nice little cushion out there, I reckon. Yeah, there's a few out there, I think. Uh, Henry Voigt, Johnny Greenslade, Sam Colhoun. I think it's a bit of the old uh, the reunion of the 16-17 grand final team are back out at, um, I think it's <laughs> Nunder, is it? So, um, no, the boys, uh, I, I talked to Henry Voigt, they, they won there in the finals. So, um, look, good, good luck to them. Yeah, geez, some serious cattle out there, Marty. You'd expect some good results yeah. uh, to Nunderwood. Um, <laughs> mate, obviously you go in fifth spot. And clearly, you're the underdogs, the undertag. How does that sit with you? Uh, mate, it's just fine with us. Um, you know, we, 
we sort of set out two years ago with a bit of a plan that we were going to go down a different path and just genuinely go out and recruit and try and we, we try to, I guess, get our young, some games into our younger players. Um, but with it, with that goal of playing finals footy and exposing the younger group to that, um, and we think we've been able to tick a few boxes in terms of, you know, some, some plans and some goals we had, and that was play finals. It probably took us a little bit longer than we would have liked. We would have loved to play last year, but um, the exposure now of the younger players, like, you know, Rory Ullman played his 50th game this week. Mossy's played 50. Uh, you got Luke Edmonds in 50. Um, so we've got a lot of players now that are 21, 22 now that are in that, you know, probably around the 50 game mark. Um, and, and the other thing now is exposing them to finals footy, which is um, a great achievement for the group. And we're pretty pleased with where we sit. But, um, you know, we, we're going to take this as we've got nothing to lose. We win, we go through to a semi-final, and then anything can happen from there. So... Um, with our group at the moment, we're excited about the opportunity we've, we've worked hard for. As you should be. Now, uh, when when uh, the whips get cracking for Glenelg on the weekend, who are you going to have to go and sit on? Because they've got some options uh, in terms of attack through the midfield. We think Partington will be back. Uh, he missed the last game, but he's an obvious one. But Matty Snook, there's a few threats. Uh, who are you going to go to and try and shut down if they uh, get the ascendancy at any point? Yeah, there's a fair few, isn't there? Um, <laughs> their forward line's pretty potent. Um, you know, you got Hosey, McBean, Reynolds. Um, you know, you've got guys like Stag, and this has popped up throughout the year and kicked goals as well. So their forward line's pretty potent. But, yeah, I think it's going to start in the midfield. You know, Pardo plays, and they got Pardo, Snook, um, yeah, and they, they their midfield, if they can get into their forward line, that's normally where they win the game. So, um, And then you've got Darcy Bailey down back as well. So there's a fair few. I guess we'll just have a bit more of a look at them over the next couple of days. Um, but there's yeah, there's probably a few too many that we can go with all of them. It's probably just going to be targeting maybe one or two and then trying to get that done on those blows. What have you made of their form as a whole? They've been probably a little bit patchy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's been a really tight, you know, top five or six. Um, you know, there's been some upsets the last couple of weeks with Westies winning a few games. Um, Central's really pushing, you know, a couple of teams the last few weeks. And um, I guess that's the, the nature of the, the game at the moment in terms of, you know, in the top five or six, anyone could beat anyone. Um, you know, we've beaten North this year, North, uh, beaten the Crows twice, lost to Glenelg twice. So... Yeah, we're sort of in a similar boat. We've been a bit inconsistent against some of the top sides as well. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a really... I think it's going to be a great final series. And I honestly believe that, you know, any of the top five sides can, you know, make it to the grand final. Now, Marty, uh, i got a compliment here from you from another source. Uh, uh, Jacob Surgeon. Uh, we caught up with him on the Bungie and Bretster show. Now... Uh, I know Hazy and, and Kane this morning on Brecky were talking about uh, the buff Adam Kingsley. Now, my mail is from Serge, and I'm, I'm just going to give it away where I'm getting my mail from. Uh, I don't even care. Uh, you can sort this out with Serge through the week if you like. He reckons you are looking absolutely mint, mate. Magnificent. How many hours are you spending in the gym at the moment? And I reckon Serge is a bit jealous there, Marty. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm actually not spending any time in the gym. Um, I'm actually, well, I've just made a conscious effort. I had a few surgeries done uh, late last year, early this year, um, and the body's actually feeling 
pretty good. I turned 40 the other day. So um, just trying to spend about 20, 20 minutes to half an hour every morning um, just doing some push-ups and sit-ups. And we've got a Pilates machine home as well. So I'm trying to spend a bit of time on that. But nothing too, I guess, uh, manic. But just trying to have a little routine each morning where I do a little bit in the gym. So just, yeah, just starting a little process. There you go. 40 and fabulous, Marty. Can I ask you what what was troubling you? What was uh, some old footy injuries? Yeah, a couple of foot injuries, mate. So I had uh, had some hip surgeries done. So, um, but yeah, and no, I'm feeling really good now and been able to, I guess, get out and, and probably more just walking. Um, you know, getting out and kicking the footy with the kids, going down the park and those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's probably a combination of you know a few little different lifestyle changes. Very good stuff, mate. Hey, good luck this weekend. And like you mentioned before, I love how just open this competition is and you guys are firing up at the exact right time of the season. So best of luck and um, we'll see what happens. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. There you go, Marty Matten from Sturt Footy Club joining us this morning. Um, that is as good a preparation as you could have. You get the best placed team going into the finals uh, up against you on your home deck and you knock them off by 22 points. That would do... The world of confidence for a lot of these young blokes. And like you said before, he's got a lot of youngsters coming through. Um, so sky's the limit for the double blues. It is. And look, it, sometimes it's lip service when you say uh, anyone can win it from here. Um, this is a year where it's not lip service. Because literally, if Sturt win the flag from fifth, it would not surprise anyone. Uh, it is that open. Mm. All right. We're going to speak to uh, the coach of uh, the Bays who are up against Sturt, of course, this weekend. Uh, Brett Hand is going to join us next on the Sample Show. Mick Gordon from the Crows as well, not too far away. Stick around. On SENSA, you're listening to the Sample Show for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes, welcome back to the Sample Show. Thank you very much to Host Plus. Uh, big sponsors on board doing a very, very good job. Jason Regan is in as well. And we've got a big game this weekend to kick us off for the Sample Finals. Jace, of course, that is the Bays taking on Sturt in the Elimination Final. Looking forward to this game. Uh, I don't think there's much in it between these two. So there's not much in it between the top five. We've said it a few times already. But uh, Glenelg, if they get going, they're as dangerous as anyone. And uh, I think they're not far away from that. Uh, showed some signs last week. Their coach knows it better than I do. Brett Hand joins us now on the Sample Show. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jason and Andrew. How are you both? Andrew, that's very yeah, official. Good, um, good formalities, Sorry, Andy. Andy. I like it. I like it. Sorry, Andy. It's that, early in the morning. Just doing the right thing. That's good, mate. We keep it professional. Um, mate, uh, final preparations. How's it been? And um, just did enough on the weekend to get a win. Yeah, look, um, obviously, you know, we would have liked a double chance and we had a hell of, hell of a crack at it the other week against Nord and, you know, really pleased with the way we sort of went about that game. Uh, we've had some inconsistency in our performances, I guess, over the last month. But, um, you know, our effort and energy and attitude was really good against them and, you know, to push them like we did right to the end was, was quite pleasing and even though we didn't get the chocolates. So, you know, that part of it was good and... You know, Central, as everyone knows, has been a vastly improved side and um, they took it up to us for the game and I guess right at the back end of the, the last quarter, what was pleasing was that, you know, you put things in place over the pre-season and throughout the year, you train and practice things to, um, you know, 
give yourself opportunities to win and then save the game. And you know, my my players executed that to a T. So you know, we go in with a bit of confidence this week that we get a game plan that works well, an effort and attitude that's that's pretty high at the moment. And you know, anything can happen in this final series. I think. That was when you got a freak in the forward line like Lockie Hosey who just uh, kicks them from wherever he likes as well. Uh, second in the uh, the Ken Farmer, I believe, this year. But uh, he looms large. And I'll tell you what, he saved your bacon again on the weekend. He had a good last quarter, Hose. Yeah, he was a bit of an opportunist. He probably missed a couple earlier in the game, but you know, he could have had a real impact on the game. And you know, he's been a bit like that. Um, but he's... You know, had a full season of footy, which has been great for him this year. Um, you know, he missed a fair whack last year with injury with his hamstring, and um, this year it's been pleasing to see him probably add to his game with his defensive pressure. Um, you know, he had a couple of four fifty tackles and got some shots on goals from that. We know he can take the freakish mark, but it's the the team stuff that you know he really enjoys doing, and the players up the field love to see him do. And that's probably the most critical thing for us is that he's adapted to the game and um, he's he's. You know, evolving his game still as a 24-year-old. Hey, mate, can you um, can you update us, and for those who don't know the information, just about uh, Brett Turner and what it could potentially look like in terms of uh, the Bays taking on the Crows, etc. Uh, well, Brett will play for the Crows for the final series, um, and then we as a club will have a decision to make about whether he plays against us, if, if and when we get to play against the Crows, um, and that'll be a decision that's made. And um, you know, he, we see him still as a Glenelg footballer. Um, Adelaide give him the chance to. To play, to play AFL footy and um, you know, the footy the committee will have a chat about that when and if that occurs. Jeez, it, it would be a, a long discussion, no doubt, and a tough decision you guys will have to make. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, it will be. Um, you know, and we've had conversations with Brett about it as well, so he knows our position and um, you know, it, it sort of, you know, it's it's final stops, it's finals footy, so you know, we'll do whatever we can to sort of win the game and. Um, yeah, we'll have a discussion, as I said, as a group and what that looks like for our footy club. I'm uh, I'm a problem solver, Andy, as you'll soon find <laughs> out. I've, I've got a solution to this. Uh, any danger we could do a spin-the-bottle type setup every quarter at the quarter break? Uh, just spin the bottle wherever the bottle's pointing closest to the huddle. That's the, the jumper he pulls on for the quarter. And if he gets to put a... Crows jumper on who plays for us. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm available. Uh, we'll let you re-spin the bottle there. <laughs> re-spin the bottle. So, so that's, a, that's a flat out no then. Uh. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a no, no Jase. Yeah, so, that's a no. Oh, look, look, for him, it's, he wants to play AFL footy, right? Yeah. And we'll give him every chance he can to play that, um, you know, to make that dream come true for him. Um, and, you know, we don't know what's up in the air, what's happening to him for next year yet, but, you know, hopefully, you know, he has a good final series and the Crows see something in him and they want to give him a full, another pre-season. And that's all I can ask for. Um, you know, I just wish him all the best for the final series. So there were some murmurs as well, uh, Andy, that um, Sam Durden might uh, try and come back and have a crack if he got permission. Is there anything you can tell us there? Uh, null and void now, Hazy. Um, Carlton's VFL team beat Collingwood on the weekend. So um, he's required by Carlton. So he'll be pulling on the... Uh, the baggy blue jumper this week against Collingwood in their first final for the VFL team. Well, tell him to uh, just listen to his heart, and that is <laughs> he's a Glenelg boy. Uh, he is a Glenelg boy, and you know, but look, he he's really enjoyed his time at Carlton, and you know, we can't um, you know applaud him for what he's done enough and the footy club. You know, Carlton have been fantastic why they've communicated with us, um, and you know, there was a slight chance that if the VFL side didn't make it and the you know, league side didn't make it, and you know. They weren't sure what would happen next year. They could play with us, but you know that was pie in the sky type stuff. You know, it doesn't matter. That scenario hasn't eventuated. So um, he's enjoying his time over there, and I think you know the one game that he played where 
you know, he played Richmond and they had 67 inside 50s against him, against them. Um, he quit himself pretty well, but unfortunately hurt his knee. So he's had some good form in the VFL and hopefully that's enough to give him another gig next year. Brett, it creates some, um, look, conundrums for, for, for your footy club, Glenelg. Um, but you must be buoyed by the fact that, you know, AFL clubs are sitting up and taking notice of guys that are, you know, mature age recruits that are coming through your system and they're willing to give them a chance because uh, we've seen this with both your footy club and at the Eagles of recent times. Um, you're obviously producing now consistently AFL footballers, which has got to give you some confidence your program's going well. Absolutely, Josh. Yeah, look, um, I'm a I'm a coach that wants to provide opportunities for players to play at the highest level. Um, and if we can provide an environment or a pathway for that to occur, then that's great. Um, ideally, it's at the end of a season and not halfway through. And <laughs> I've had conversation with you guys before about you know my thoughts on the, the mid-season draft. Um, but, you know, the other thing it's done is it's provided opportunities for kids for us. Uh, we've had four of our under 18 players from last year play regularly for this year. You know, Hugh Stagg and um, Cooper Beacons played a bit, Jared Parrish, um, you know, Riley Holder and, you know, and Louis Rayson. Um, you know, three of those guys are integral parts of our defence and our forward line at the moment. And you know, that's exciting. And it wouldn't have happened, I don't think, if Sam didn't get his chance to play, you know, like it gives Jared a chance to come in and play as a third tall for us. Um, and for me, that's great for him. That's good for our footy club. Um, you know, Cooper Beacon's played a couple of games and he's playing some good footy in the two, so there's pressure coming on below. Um, so it provides opportunities for, I guess, some development of our young guys. And, you know, that's probably the most pleasing thing as well, giving opportunities to guys to play AFL footy. But, you know, for us to have a, a quality junior program that then allows a pathway into the league um, program here at Glenelg is, is outstanding. Just a word on some of your boys, mate. In particular, Matty Snook put together another really, really good season. And I just always feel like he's one of those players who, for whatever reason, he, he goes under the radar, maybe because he's such a no-fuss operator. Uh, no fuss and no frills. You're right, Hazy. Um, if only you knew how little he trained. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sort of um, does it on heart. And, he, you know, he wears um, his heart in his sleeve in his footy club and you know the weekend you know he wasn't going to let us lose for Max Proud's 150th you know he's got a great relationship with Max and what Max has done for his footy club um, as a captain has been super but you know Snoogie does it on the field with the way he goes about it you know he leads by example and you know in that last quarter he was instrumental in a number of centre clearances and getting the ball in the boot and getting the hand out hands out to, to runners and you know that's what I ask of him and you know he, he's a, a big believer of this group at the moment and you know he's looking forward to this weekend Oh, speaking of people that uh, are so highly regarded, then uh, a word on Andrew Bradley and his what do you mean to the football club? Oh, look, someone that's played 200 games at um, sample level these days. You know, we've had, I think, three or four this year, haven't we? Um, you know, we've had Jono Beach, Logan Hill, yeah. um, Brattles. I think, is it, was there one more? Um, it might have been, yeah. Yeah, but look, that's exciting for the sample, you know, that we can still have guys coming through. Um, and playing at one club, um, or Chris Hall it was, yep. um, you know, playing at one club like, like Brattles has and what he's done, what he's done here since 2009 where he started uh, with under-18 premiership and, you know, playing the league premiership, state team, um, captain of the footy club, well-respected. You know, he's now a dad of two, um, you know, juggling young family and footy and he's still playing some ripping football. Um, you know, he's defending well, different role for us this year, playing off the half-back. He's defending well and using the ball well. I, I can't speak highly, more highly of him. And, you know, he provides great leadership, um, even though he's not a part of the leadership group. And, 
you know, the players will be doing everything they can this week to make sure it's a celebration for him. Henny, can't wait for this one. It feels like you and Sturt are two teams who could absolutely achieve anything this year. Just needed a ticket inside and anything's possible. So, mate, good luck. Um, and uh, hopefully, for your sake, it goes well. Appreciate it, Hazy. Thanks, Jase. Have a good day. Brett Hand joining us uh, this afternoon on The Sample Show. Um, good to speak to Brett Hand as well. And uh, always very honest with his answers. And um, look, it's, it's an interesting situation with Brett Turner. And with Sam Durden, but I mean, you need to understand that that was mid-season and that was, geez, probably two of top five best players in their side taken away for AFL duties, which is fantastic because the boys get an opportunity to play at the higher level, but it's a massive, massive couple of outs and as a whole, they've dealt with it really, really well. They have. Uh, They've got an outstanding setup down there at the Bay. Uh, The footy club's in a good spot. the supporters, we know what the base supporters bring to the table come finals time. They're rabid out there at, um, I, I'm not even going to try and say the name of the Oval because I will get it wrong and, and offend the incorrect sponsor. Um, but the, the reality is the Bays, this time last year, they were premiership favourites, Hazy. We forget that. Um, they were flying. Um, and I think if they get it rolling this time in, uh, in in September, who knows? I think the sky's the limit for them. They they they're my genuine smoky come this final series. Yep, fair enough. All right, the qualifying final as well is the Crows taking on the Red Legs. The coach of the Crows, of course, is Mick Godden. We're going to speak to him next on the Sample Show. On SENSA, you're listening to the Sample Show for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Host Plus, the good folks at Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Get around them. Get around Jason Regan, who's been sensational as part of the sample show. Um, Jace, I can't wait for the finals. This weekend, it all gets underway. We spoke to Marty Matner from the Sturt Footy Club just before and Brett Hand from Glenelg. I'm not sure which way either team you'd tip uh, for that game, it'd be pretty close. It's it's so tight, uh, and I I keep saying this. It feels like we give it lip service when we say this every final series, but I can't recall a final series in the SNFL where it's so close. And outside of that, teams that didn't make the finals, you've got to remember there were three upsets last weekend heading into the finals. So, look, it, it really is anyone's ball game as as far as Sturt and Glenelg goes. I, the only I'm going with Glenelg, and only because I, I genuinely think that they can still win the flag. I think Sturt could go all the way to the grand final, but I, I can't see a way that they win the flag. I think Glenelg can genuinely win the premiership. So, to do that, they're going to have to win. There you go, big tip there. So, um, a bit of a Glen. Oh, I'd say that's a bit of an upset. Yeah, I, I think so because I mean we're, well, all we're talking still, about the Nords and the Norths above them on the ladder, so technically but, probably not, but it's just it's just really close. It's but that's where we're fun. at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really, that's really that's where this season's at. So, look, mate, uh, earlier on today, whilst you were um, off down at Albert and doing your thing, because uh, you're a busy man, Hazy, uh, you get out of the studio in the morning and then off down there, uh, whacking the tie on the suit and tie. We watch you on the news, and then we come back and bang, we're into the SNFL show. Uh, you left me alone in the studio, which I appreciate because not many people would do that. It's dangerous. It's really dangerous. I'll say that much. I'm not sure if stuff's going to work tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit worried about that. But uh, I had uh, had an opportunity to catch up with Mickey Godden. G'day, Mick. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, gearing up for finals now. And look, it's uh, I imagine uh, an exciting time of year for, for your group, uh, AFL-listed players, and uh, the top-up players as well, which you had a big hand in getting a lot of these guys to the club. 
Yeah, it is. It's really exciting. I think we we uh, set out at the start of the year, obviously, to we're a bit unique, obviously, being the Sample team and also an AFL reserves team. We we are a little unique of what our goals are, but we also you know, we want players to push for AFL selection and develop them, but also we still want to we're desperate to win a Sample Premiership. So. You know, we've now put ourselves in a position where we're going to be fighting for that, and that's really exciting because we've got you know, a number of guys that have not experienced it before, and uh, it's going to be great for them to play some finals and um, and you know get get just get better. What's it been like? Uh, obviously, you were gonna, you've qualified a long way out. Uh, it's been an even season in the SNFL, and you've experienced uh, what it's like to hold up the Thomas Seymour Trophy before, but. Uh, what's it like for uh, for some of these guys that maybe have come to the Crows from outside of South Australia? Don't understand the history of the sand. For have you gone about trying to explain what this time of year means in South Australia? Because there will be uh, a lot of eyeballs on the finals, particularly with both AFL clubs out of commission now. Yeah, it is. It's certainly one of the one of the roles that we take on is to to educate what Sample is to our state and and the importance of it. So. Yeah, you know, we you know it's one of those things I, I show vision and I, I talk about the past and talk about players that have played and clubs that have won it and how they do it. And, I mean, even just to show them the way the final five works. So a lot of them have not really come across that before. So you know, small little details that obviously I've been around for many years, but a lot of these young men haven't. And you know, generally for the AFL listed guys, their focus a lot of the season is is very much about getting better and making sure that they push themselves for AFL selection, but now the, the focus shifts. So we're just educating on what that means uh, to the state, and obviously we're a big part of that now. Mick, can I ask you about uh, the top-up players that uh, used at the Adelaide Crows? I don't like that term, actually, but you know they're, they're more than that. They're SANFL bona fide players, particularly at the Crows this year. You've got a good group of um, SANFL experienced footballers. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie strikes me straight away as someone who... I've seen down in Barossalite and Gawler, and he's played at uh, Central Districts before. You've got Louis Sharrod uh, running through there. Chris Hall, I think, just he, he has just played his 200th game. So there's some experience amongst these boys. Yeah, look, we um, yeah we, we try not to call them top-ups either. We do slip back into that sometimes. We call them we try to call them development players because so, yeah. they are they are better than that. So this year we set out to try to make sure that we can put some experience around our AFL boys because even though externally people think, well, they're AFL players, they should know better. But the reality is a lot of these guys, you know, 18 or 19 years of age, so they've never experienced playing men's football before. So we wanted to go out and find guys that, you know, can help them through that process. And that's what we were able to do. Obviously, there's a number of restrictions on who we can recruit. So we need to go... (laughs) You need to go for guys that have, you know, been out of the system for a while or you know, towards the end of their career. So the guys you've mentioned have been fantastic, and I, I was lucky enough to have a personal relationship with them when I coached at the Eagles. So, you know, they've come in and, and really helped our younger AFL boys learn what it's like to to play, you know, in the sample. So um, yeah, and I think it's just helped our our balance because last year we we got beaten up pretty well. We were only winning a few games last year, so it was nice to nice to give them the winning feeling. Let's talk about this game because uh, win and uh, you obviously get an opportunity to uh, to play in that second semi-final and play off for a grand final berth. So it's a big game. Uh, they always are qualifying finals. So uh, you'll take on the Red Legs. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Nord and the Crows have obviously been closely linked over uh, many, many years since the Crows' inception. And 
uh, you get to go at it in a final for one of the one of the few occasions. I don't think it's actually happened before. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. We, um, you know, we've been building towards this, like every team has, and Nord have beaten us both times this year. So we we certainly start a little bit on the back foot, but. You know, we you know the first time it was it was pretty uh, average conditions, and the second time it was a better day. But you know they beat us fair and square. So yeah, we've yeah it's just been a little bit frustrating playing the two times that we have. So we're going to have to be a lot better. But uh, as you say, it's a qualifying final. Anything can happen, and, and we're very excited about it. A big game this week against the Red Legs at Adelaide Oval. Almost the home ground for the Adelaide Crows, I think we could safely say. So uh, it should be a cracking game of football. We're looking forward to it, Mick. We wish you and uh, the Adelaide Crows all the best for the Sandful Finals series. And thanks for spending some time with us today here on the Sandful Show. No worries at all. Thank you. All right, outstanding. Nice little chat there from Mick Godden uh, for the Crows. So that's going to be a very, very interesting game as well. The Crows, of course, taking on the Red Legs. The Red Legs have been the informed team of the competition. Um, And look, no Matt Crouch, no James Rowe, no a lot of these players who have been probably pretty vital to a lot of that uh, mid to early season, even later parts of the season success. But the rules are you've got to play 50% more sample than AFL. Um, so there's going to be some changes. Still some very good players. Interesting game ahead. Yeah, I think it's with, with the Crows, and you know, talked about this with Mick, it's, it's less to do with the AFL-listed players and the gap between the AFL-listed player and the top-up player that will come in. And the reality is that you, you mentioned this earlier in the show, the Crows haven't had uh, a lot of top-up player usage this year because they've had such a consistently healthy squad. So, you know, a few guys come out, uh, some guys that may not have played a lot of Sandful football this year coming in. Um, I, I think if there's a team inside the top five that's vulnerable in going out in straight sets, it's absolutely the Crows. That's just my opinion. Mm. Um, and I may be way wrong. They'll probably go on and win the flag now. On top of that as well, they're permanent top-ups for the Crows. You've got guys like Louis Sherrod. You've got Chris Hall. Um, you've got some guys who Isaiah have played. McKenzie. Yep, yep, Izzy McKenzie, very good player. Jacob Templeton. These are guys who are actually really quite good players. Yep. Um, and I know, for example, um, you probably mentioned it, but um, Mick Godden was instrumental in getting Chris Hall over yep. to play, and he plays 200th last week um, against Port Adelaide. But those non-listed players... They've actually got some really good ones. Yeah, yeah. There's some talent there, and and lots of SNFL experience, which is where I think Port have lacked mm. this year. Which is why we've seen them down uh, in the parts of the the ladder that they are. But as is always the case, when uh, they've got a healthy list, uh, when the AFL lists are, are healthy, and they can translate into 17 listed players playing for these AFL clubs, they seem to go pretty well, don't they? Yep, indeed. All right. So you got the Bays beating Sturt. Yes. I'll take Sturt beating the Bays just uh, for a bit of fun. I love uh, it. And you've got... Nord. Nord to beat the Crows. Nord yep. to beat the Crows, yep. I have to agree with you on that one. So I'll take the Red Legs as well. Um, that was a bit of fun today. It was good. Enjoyable, always is. Finals time's upon us. Can't wait to get down to Adelaide Oval this weekend. Sunday it is. And make sure you listen out tomorrow to uh, Kane and Hazy because if you want a double pass to the footy, I reckon we might have... Five of them to give away, Hazy. Five of them. Good stuff. Uh, Adelaide Oval, 12.15 is the first game. We'll catch you this time next week. uh, Make sure, like you said, get an opportunity to get down there, see some finals footy. Have a good one.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.